restoring your native language. Beyond sculptures and symphonies, beyond great works and masterpieces, it is a greater, finer art of creating a conscious life. Genius appears everywhere, but never so magnificently as in a life well-lived. <clears throat> Today, I'm gonna bring you excerpts and quotes and thoughts from The Language of Emotions, What Your Feelings Are Trying to Tell You by Carla McLaren. This book came out in 2010 and it is such a gift to have this text to study, to share, to talk about. Um, <clears throat> and here are some of my favorite parts I wanted you to have. Um, I know many of your lives are so busy, you may not have an opportunity to go deep into reading on growth and development. Um, and so I hope that this is a bit of a meditation for you that perhaps you can just close your eyes, sit back, relax, no need to watch the screen, no need to perform in any way, but just to be in presence with some of these incredible teachings and words. So here's about creating a conscious life. How would it feel to set strong boundaries for yourself while simultaneously building close and healthy relationships or to have full-time intuitive knowledge about yourself and your surroundings? Each of these abilities lives within you right now. They live within your emotions. With the help of your emotions, you can become self-aware and immensely resourceful in your relationships. If you can learn to focus and work honorably with the incredible information inside of each of your feeling states, you can become intimately connected to the source of your intelligence. You can hear the deepest parts of yourself and you can heal your most profound wounds. If you can learn to see your emotions as tools of your deepest awareness, you'll be able to move forward as a whole and functional person. This should be wonderful news, but our culture's deeply conflicted attitudes about emotions make this rather difficult to accept. Our current understanding of emotion lags far behind our understanding of nearly every other aspect of life. We are intellectually brilliant, physically resourceful, spiritually imaginative, but emotionally underdeveloped. This is a shame because emotions contain indispensable vitality that can be channeled through self-knowledge, interpersonal awareness, and profound healing. Unfortunately, we don't treat them as such. Instead, emotions are categorized, celebrated, vilified, repressed, manipulated, humiliated, adored, and ignored. Rarely, if ever, are they honored. Rarely, if ever, are they seen as distinct healing forces. <clears throat> I wanna pause there and reiterate, they are seen as distinct healing forces. How might it feel in your life to think of anger, boredom, apathy, guilt, shame, 
hatred, fear, confusion, jealousy, and envy, panic and terror, sadness, grief, depression, suicidal urges, happiness, joy, stress, and resistance as part of this heal as part of these distinct healing forces. What if each of these emotions, the language, what are they trying to tell us? Understanding that humans have this full range, this wide spectrum, and that they're all, they all have this valuable information they're trying to share, but we're so caught up in this societal context of that huge list. Some are celebrated, some are vilified, some are manipulated, some are humilified, adored, ignored, categorized, you know, all of these things come up without the proper intelligence system, without working with them and learning from them just like we do to train our body, to train our sleep, to train our mind, to learn about science, to learn about math, to learn about biology. This is part of that. I've learned to see and feel emotions as distinct entities with its own voice, character, purpose, and use. And this is a great practice. Think, start pulling out. Okay. I'm having this emotion. Whoa. This is what, this is what I'm noticing about this pattern. This is what has been coming up in my relationships or in my inner life. The emotions are as real and as distinct to me as colors and shades are to a painter. And so you can start to um, also separate them a little, not group them all together into bad or good. Okay. So now she goes a little bit into um, empathy. Empathy makes us sensitive and intuitive, but it is a double-edged sword. Empaths can get right to the center of any issue. They often feel what other people refuse to acknowledge. But in a culture that can't figure out what emotions are, let alone how to deal with them, strong empathy is a difficult skill to possess. Empaths certainly feel the emotions that are all around us, but awareness of the healing capacities inside those emotions are rare. This is unfortunate because it's our emotional sensitivity and agility, our empathy, that helps us move forward, understand deeply and connect with ourselves, other people, our vision and our purpose. It's our emotions and our empathy that make us brilliant, decisive and compassionate human beings. We all have empathy. It's just different ranges of it. And depending on a number of factors, how are we strong in our empath and our empathic gifts? Though empathy is a normal human ability, most of us learn to shut it off or dampen it as we acquire verbal language, right? We start to prioritize words, communication, and language over feeling states. Most of us learn by the age of four or five to hide, squelch, or camouflage our emotions in social situations. We catch on very quickly to the fact that most people are inauthentic with one another. Oh, I love this part. Ready for this. We catch on very quickly to the fact that most people are inauthentic with one another. They lie about their feelings, leaving important words unsaid and trample unheedingly over each other's obvious emotional cues. Learning to speak is often a process of learning not to speak the truth and attaining an uncanny level of pretense in most relationships. 
Every culture and subculture has a different set of unspoken rules about emotions and all of them require specific emotions be camouflaged, overused, or ignored. Most children, empaths one and all, eventually learn to shut down their empathic abilities in order to pilot their way through the social world. Think of your family of origin and maybe a school setting or a personal setting and family or with friends where you, you knew the adults were lying. They were, they were not telling the truth and you felt it, but you weren't able to say anything, right? That passage about how we grew up to be inauthentic, you know, I think of, you know, someone behind the scenes rushing around to create like a party and they're getting ready and they're doing all the things. And then when the guests arrive, they say, oh, it's nothing. But really, it was a lot, you know, stuff like that. It's so profound how much it's ingrained in us, how much we were trained to not speak the truth. And as kids, when we're feeling it and we're watching adults lie as normal, that's how we we learned how to do that so much. Those of us who don't shut down our empathic skills remain awake, and this is important, often painfully so, to the undercurrents of emotion all around us. Um, much of the information we have about emotion tells us to stop the natural flow of the emotions or place them into simplistic categories. These emotions are good. These emotions are bad. All of which mirror that early socialization we received on which emotions are right, wrong, acceptable, and unacceptable. This is such an important part too. Um, to stop the natural flow of emotion. So, you know, when you're crying and someone's like, let me get you a tissue, stop crying, stop crying. It's okay. A lot of times of crying, it has its own natural cycle, right? It's uh, emotions have their own natural cycle, a beginning, a middle and an end. What has happened in our culture so much is we've cut off the cycle of sadness, fear, grief. You should, you shouldn't be sad about that anymore. You know, cheer up. Um, handing the tissues, stop crying, don't cry, um, you know, don't be angry, you, just all of these things, like start to really think about this in your own life, how much it has, the cycle has not been allowed to come through. Empathic skills allow us to see the world as alive with knowledge and meaning. They help us listen to the meaning underneath words to understand living things in nature and to connect emotively with the world around us. Listening to an instrumental piece of music and letting it tell you a story is an empathic dialogue. We all know how to do it. Dialoguing with emotions is not a process in which you name emotions as if they were street signs or manage them as if they were symptoms of disease. Dialoguing allows you to dive into all your emotions in order to understand them at their own deep and primal level. It helps you remove the perceived disability of having emotions while allows you to see your emotions in new and meaningful ways. In short, you can empathically communicate with your emotions as the specific and brilliant messengers they are You'll have all the energy and information you need to create a meaningful and conscious life. And the last piece I just want to say in here is when we look at things empathically, we drop down underneath the obvious, behind, beyond, behind the merely rational and beneath the surface of what seems to be going on. 
As we listen to our emotions, this empathic approach is absolutely vital because we've all been socialized to use our emotions in ways that make other people feel comfortable. I'm gonna stop there for today. That's part one. Questions for further journaling, contemplation, meditation. How have I been trained to not complete emotion cycles because of other people's feelings? How have I been part of this greater system where in my mind, patterns, thoughts, and own life, what are the associations I have? You know, you might want to draw a chart of like different emotions that you feel and just start to notice which ones do you allow? Which ones are, do you not allow? Which, you know, what's going on in your inner life with these emotions? Feel free to reach out to me with any ahas that you have. Um, and I will probably do a part two um, at some point because there's so much more to go into. Um, and that feels like enough for today.